Hey, thanks for stopping by today. My name is Jeremy Griffin, the Ministry and Operations Director here at Redux Church. If you're looking for a local church to become a part of in your area and just haven't found the place you feel God is leading you to, consider reaching out to us here at Redux. We know lots of great places and would love to assist you in finding the place God has for you. On the other hand, you may be here right now because you've become a bit disenchanted with church. And if that's the case, maybe Redux is the place for you. We are a real church in a virtual world. While we don't meet every week in the traditional sense, we do have a community online where you can chat, ask questions, and connect with others like yourself. We do, on occasion, meet in person for small group discussions and special worship and prayer events, but new Redux discussions are available every Friday morning online. In any case, we are glad you're here now, and if we can do anything to serve you, please let us know. You can contact us anytime online at redux.church. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. We are back continuing in the book of John, chapter four, verse something or other. Hallelujah. <laughs> the, from the middle to the end. I think it's starting at verse 39. 39, yeah. We're close. One of those two. Um, Rachel, good to have you back. Thank you. I put my hand in front of Stephen's camera. <laughs> yeah, right there. Stephen, how hey, are you? Good. Good. <laughs> Doing good. So at the beginning of all of our videos, we talk about, you know, maybe that somebody's listening that's disenchanted with church. Redux may yeah. be the place. But those who are looking for a good church, Stephen, you're a pastor. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're local in the Oklahoma City area. Tell us a little bit about uh, the sanctuary and and because uh, you guys are a good church. It's like John Ewell, they got a good church. You got a good church. Sure. Other people in our group. There's some good churches out there. there are. Um, we uh, we started our church out of Crowned One Ministries, which we started a few years ago. Um, and during COVID, pe- churches were shutting down. So people were like, we want to go somewhere. So just come to our living room. So uh, people started coming to our living room. And before long, our sofa broke, our couch broke. So we had to, we had to rent a little facility. But anyway, SanctuaryOK.com. Um, every Sunday we have, you know, Sunday service. Wednesday night we do equipping classes. Uh, because our belief is, you know, and it's a long story. I had an encounter with, with Jesus, and uh, we believe that the fivefold ministry, you know, ask, basically what he said is, I want unity in my body. I want the fivefold ministry back in my church because most churches are one and twofold ministry. Mm-hmm. They have a pastor and a teacher. Usually it's the same person. So uh, that's what we're doing. We're just equipping people, you know, to um, go out and do. We're not trying to keep them in the four walls. We're saying, let us equip you and then go. Yeah. So, so how long yeah. have you been pastoring? That's uh, what four years now, yeah, four full time, seven full-time. total, yeah. So, wow. so, so fivefold ministry. So, explain to listeners that have no idea what you just said, Ephesians what that four. means. Yeah, yeah, that's good homework for you. Just look up five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the fivefold ministry. You know, it says some are called to to you know in the fivefold ministry. You know, you got the apostle, prophet, you know, teacher, pastor, evangelist. You know, all all of those things. Those those all those offices, some are called to, to equip the body. Right. And the problem is, uh, we talked a little bit about earlier is most people think when they're being called, they're called into the pastor, you know, which is one of the, the five. So, uh, what we do is we get with people, we walk them through and, and, and really try to have them understand where they're called, mm-hmm. you know, if it's in the fivefold in or, that, yeah. or not, we have, we have a bunch of wonderful people in our church that are called into, uh, the business world. And they go out and they minister in the business world and they uh, are doing amazing things in the business world. And then they're, you know, uh, pumping money into the kingdom, which is, you know, for, you know, 
people and, and, and ministerial type things to have funding and things like that, which is needed, you know, that we need the body to come together to do these things. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So for the fivefold ministry that what we try to do is explain to them and let them understand what that is. And not everybody's called into the fivefold ministry, but different aspects of ministry. We're all called to, called to minister. Yeah. But so what are you and your wife? Uh, at, well, Right, I've been called to uh, pastoral, but an apostolic calling also, which is where we plant churches, we, we raise up leaders and, and do that. And it's uh, been absolutely amazing. And Rebecca, my wife, is called to the prophetic, and she does an amazing job. And we keep that. pointing to her. I'm getting yeah, ready she's, to show yes. her on camera. There she is. There, oh, <laughs> there she is. It's not you know, the she, ghost of a vis- exactly, invisible woman over exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> she will kill you later. I know. Right, so, so, so I have so, all of the control over here. So... Apostolic. So, have you planted churches? Is that yep. a goal, so, a dream, a vision? Absolutely. Okay. We've we've been all over the world, um, leading mission trips, and we have some good uh, places that we really have some good plans for. We planted this one here in Oklahoma City. Okay. And then uh, this is this is the first. It's our it's our flagship church, but we've many more in the process. Our goal or our ultimate vision is to turn this church over to someone that's called to, into the pastoral mm-hmm. and uh, and then go from there and start another one somewhere and yeah. keep going. Probably in Scotland. We're called to Scotland. That's so. fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sound works in Scotland. Yeah. Just give me a call. But, but prophetic, though, is that different <laughs> than like, so in like black, because some people would say prophetic means uh, like Jeremy's prophetic. He's black and white. He, you know, and then prophetic cut and is for, cut and dry. Right and wrong. And then some people say prophetic <laughs> as far as prophetic words prophetic gift spiritual gift well prophetic is a sp- spiritual gifting yeah. is um where uh, pr- prophets and apostles work well together mm-hmm. and they have to work well together that's me you know when, when rebecca gets prophetic words uh, for our church then what we do is we um we'll get together we'll hold that up before the lord and we'll go in that direction um where it's where i don't typically see those things mm-hmm. that she sees uh, but it does, it, 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 what's amazing is it usually works hand in hand with what the next step, the mm-hmm. church that we're trying to do or our ministry. Yeah. I think too, like when I think of, uh, like the old Testament prophet is a beautiful image of what that is. Yeah. It's just but with a grace, um, covenant. So, so it's in the old Testament, True. they carried the word of God, thus yes. saith the Lord. Right? right. And so the new Testament version of that, like where I see myself is, this is how the saith the Lord comes out of my mouth. God's telling me to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or I see this on you or whatever it is. Like, call me crazy. Like there's a lot of, I'm going to give you space to receive this. Mm-hmm. However, I it's, I've got enough unction to share it with you. So really weigh that. Right. Exactly. Right. right. And that's usually what happens is because I, I'm a, and this is just modern day is, mm-hmm. you know, I wake up, I like to be quiet and get with the Lord and she wakes up with a prophetic word and likes to tell me about it. So and it's, it's usually just awesome. It's just like, just flows out, you know, it's just really cool. So one of your passions as an apostle is, is building disciples, making disciples. Uh, my, I, 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 my passion is, okay, first of all, I never wanted to be a pastor. I never wanted to do anything apostolic. I never wanted to do any of that. But after my encounter with the Lord, uh, I gave in, mm-hmm. you know, I submitted. I, I completely, it's a, it's a whole story. We'll do a whole podcast on that one day, but um, I have never had more joy and more peace for doing anything in my life. And I've done a lot of things. I've jumped out of airplane. I've been shot. I've been yeah. all of these things. So um, it is just one of the best things, the most peace, the most, uh, most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. And so, so, so to plant these churches, to, to rise up, to just, 
raise up these leaders. I'm just, I'm so passionate about that because they're, most of them don't see what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to just, just go, come on, let's do this. So we give them, you know, with our men's groups and women's groups, we give them a platform and let them get up and they're like, I can't do that. And they get up there and it just, the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit starts flowing. That's to me, that's my motivation. Mm -hmm. I love that just to, to let people see what, what we see in them. And, and, and what uh, we know that God put in them mm-hmm. to be at this planet, at this appointed place and time. And we tell them God trusted us to be here at this time in the crazy world mm-hmm. because he trusts us to do that. Mm. Yeah. So to see to lift them up like that. And Boy, see this grow. time good. in the crazy world is really We're here. accurate. Yeah. We are here. Yeah. He trusted you to be here. Exactly, right? It's good. And Thanks for good. sharing yeah. that. Yeah. That's right. really good. Rabbit trails. Um, no, so good. <laughs> we're getting ready to dive into our scripture. If you haven't done this already, remember right now your clock. It's we're 849 in. So come back to this moment. But go spend some time in worship with the Lord. You can go to redux.church to spend some time in worship with the Redux house band, uh, which I'm in. So I'm excited. Of course, I'm now I'm plugging it. I play the it triangle on it. You do not. And then. <laughs> <laughs> really? You play instruments? I didn't know. Uh, one or two. <laughs> no, actually one. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> practically. Um, and so <laughs> anyway, you can also, if you want to go to Spotify or YouTube, you can do that too. But why would you? I don't even. <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, go do that. Spend some time in worship. It's the only thing we really have to give God. Now that you're back at nine minutes and 23 seconds in, (laughs) we will get into the scripture. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum, whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better. And they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him. Your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. All right. I'm jumping in first. Oh, man. I was right on the diving board. No, go ahead. No, you go. go. Well, I was just going to say, this is the first time I've really processed that we all know the first miracle he did. Nobody ever talks about the second one, which was, you know, Keeping a guy from dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and the, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I messed up your point. You did. I? No, I'm you so didn't. Sorry. Go ahead. No, what I thought was so interesting about 
these two stories sandwiched together, hamburgered together was he talks about the harvest, the harvest, you know, the harvest is coming. So water into wine, angry in the temple, woman at the well, harvest is coming. And every time he did something, I'm, I'm sure the water and the wine started spreading. That was a sign. And then it was like, oh, Jesus got ticked off. Yeah. Well, you and know? he's in Galilee where yeah, that happened. Where that or happened. Canaan. Yeah, Canaan. Yeah. yeah, where he turned. So he's now he's back. Yeah. And then the woman at the well, and she starts telling. She starts telling, which is harvest. She mm-hmm. starts telling. And then the son has died and or mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Every time he does something, that word travels fast. That's harvest. So he basically is stepping into his own prophetic word. And then as you know, as the, as the story goes, he basically says, you guys are going to do more than I did because I can only be here at one time. Right. And so he's, he's, he's prophesying harvest. He's seeing harvest, but he's also prophesying harvest for when, hey, I'm leaving and these kinds of things are going to keep happening, but you're going to do greater because you can be in Capernaum and you can be in Judea and you can right. be in Samaria and I can be in Galilee and sure. do more. So the harvest is coming. So I think it was, it, it's kind of like a little part, but mm-hmm. it's a big part because everything he does as he walks on the face of the earth is harvest. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. I think it's really good because you know, uh, I think if you read between the lines or actually you think about it where he uh, turned the water into wine. So like you're saying, that had spread. Mm-hmm. And so when they heard, oh, guess who's back? He's coming back. And yeah. this guy, whose son is so sick and he's probably, you know, it says nobleman in some translation and government official in some translations. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was funny how he said, you people. Right. Yeah. You know, you people will never believe unless there's signs and wonders, you know. And so uh, I think that it's all strategically done. We always say God is the always. best chess player ever mm-hmm. because he did that in the beginning and then it spread. And now he comes back in to set up this other one. Now this is even going to go yeah. even farther. Oh, he saved my son. Now he's got his servants going, Oh, well that was the same time that he said it, that it actually happened. Yeah. So, and then it spread. The whole household was saved because yeah. of that. So he's the best chess player, but he's also the best dot layer because all these miracles and things that are happening are dots. And people are experiencing them. Some are hearing them and some are seeing them. And then there comes a time when he's going to thread them all together mm-hmm. and they're going to go, you are the Messiah. You are that guy. And that is harvest is when he starts. I had a prophetic word given over me. Um, I guess it was in 2021. And she says, I see you riding bareback through a wheat field and the wheat the field is hard. It's ready for harvest because it's, it's got the white stuff mm-hmm. on the top of the wheat. And she says, I looked up what that white is. And she says, it's called take it all. And so as we move through our day, as Jesus was moving through his day, strategically going where he knew the father was going, the harvest was white everywhere he went. He was influencing and loving people mm-hmm. everywhere we go. We're influencing, loving people because we do have a relationship with him. He is our Lord. We have had encounters or we've hit rock bottom and he's dismantled our life and he's rebuilding it back differently. And that's all I talk about. I talk more about God now than I ever did behind the pulpit. Sure. I mean, I talked yeah. more about him behind the pulpit then and then went throughout my life and really didn't talk about him. Yeah. So now that everything's been turned upside down and dismantled and rebuilt, 
I just talk about him all the time yeah. because it's my, it's my story. You know, it's funny. We, we have this benefit of hindsight, right? So we, mm-hmm. we look at scripture and we're like, oh man, they're idiots. <laughs> How couldn't they see this or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. But man, think about it like this. I mean, there, the, the Jewish uh, faith exists today in the same form it was then. Mm-hmm. And they're still looking for Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you process it in that, that context, I mean, these folks are literally... This is the testimony part, which we talked about last episode, right? So what we have going on here is people are having to make this determination that, that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so they, at this time, it's, they've been talking about the Messiah for at least a thousand years or yeah. more. I don't right. know when the, the prophecy was in relation to this. But the Messiah is what they've been looking for for a long time. Yeah. And so this guy comes in and they are not as well, ver- the average person, right? They don't know all the prophecies to look mm-hmm. for. Right. Maybe maybe some of them do, but not I all of them. I haven't even maybe heard of them. Well, that's just it, yeah. right? So they just know, okay, there's a Messiah. What they do know is stuff like this. He says, you know, will you guys, and this is key, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Mm-hmm. And so this really, to me, it speaks to a disconnect on the spiritual side, right? So sure. so he's waiting to, to, or they're waiting to see him perform, to execute, and when that happens, then they believe. And, and Jesus so often begrudgingly, like to this point especially, it's always begrudgingly doing those works. And yeah. I, my, my estimation of that is that Jesus knows if they believe because of these performance-based actions, they still won't know me. And this is the difference between the disciples and all of these other people. The disciples were following him. What did, how did they come to follow him? They did not come by a miracle or a sign. He just said, come. That's right. Mm -hmm. Their spirit bore witness. Mm -hmm. And, and John the Baptist said he's the Messiah for, for those guys. But but when he calls them out, and and I again I look at it today, and because he's going to go on, and I don't remember if this is in John or another. I know it's in another gospel, but the, where he, even when he he feeds the five thousand, it's there's a reluctancy, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, <laughs> he yeah. feeds the five thousand, and and then you know he the next day after doing that, he's he's in uh, across the sea and he's preaching in the synagogue, and all these people have followed him. Yeah. He ditched him that night, by the way. Mm-hmm. He crosses in the sure. middle of the night, but they see him over on the other side. So they come over and they follow him and and he lays it out and he says, you guys are only here because of what I can provide for you, yeah. but you're totally missing what I, I can, can provide do, for yeah. you. Well, it's like yes. the wa- the one at the well with the water and he's going, no, I am the right. water. He was out, he's out, he's, he's trying to get them to listen. Don't listen here, listen here. Yeah. And eventually they get it but even the signs and miracles though even though i do believe i agree with you it kind of was irritating with him because he's like how do i how long do i have to keep doing this oh you (laughs) little faith right you know but the signs and miracles did create a story for them to go tell oh sure yeah because in revelations we overcome by the blood of the lamb and word of and how how many times does does he say don't tell anybody yeah (laughs) he did he did yeah and and i always wonder what why why well, would he say it then? I, I, I think there's, 
I, you know, this will be conjecture for sure on my end, but I think a big part of that is is kind of this same mentality. It's two things. One, I think in the right timing, because like when the demons cried out and said, yeah, we know who you, you are, are. He, want, mm-hmm. he sent them off a cliff. Yeah. Stop right. talking because that revelation wasn't my, my assumption is that it wasn't time for them that to be revealed. Or he just didn't want demons talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't talk about me. But, but I think the other side of that is it the the value because he says it when he does the beatitudes he says blessed are those who believe and who have not seen exactly Mm -hmm. right because that what it really speaks to is a conditional place if i am only following jesus because i saw him do a miracle my following him is conditional upon that miracle it's an emotional well yeah but but what if that miracle gets undone Okay. For example, the the kid here, what happens if this little boy dies three months later? Does the guy go back and go, well, maybe he wasn't the Lord. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and so when you believe outside of the conditional situation, Mm -hmm. there is a strength, there's a rootedness to that. Well, it goes back to relationship, having a relationship with him, with him and, Go. No, yeah. I'm totally yeah. dominating. I'm sorry. So sorry. No, I, I, I'm enjoying. I'm just going. Yeah, that's cool. No. It's that breath you hear somebody take when they want to. <laughs> sorry. No, no. 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 I just think you know, and him becoming human now, and he's among the humans and human nature. Yeah. You know, is how many times did he say that to the disciples, or how many times did they say to him? He's like, how long have you been with me? <laughs> right. yeah. and, I, and you're seeing this now and for and you're still asking these things. You're still doing these things. You know what yeah. I mean? I just, I just, um, I, I got to give it to him. You know, yeah. he had the patience of, I would say Joe, but he's Jesus. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, but, uh, even better. Exactly. <laughs> he even made it greater a fruit. Than that, right. <laughs> but you know, I, I just, I have nothing but respect and honor and just glory, you know, for him, the way he handled all of those situations. And he's saying you people, mm-hmm. I think really stands out because, you know, they're all they wanted. They wanted everything for themselves. Right. And now they've got something they can't control. Mm -hmm. There's something they can't get, give money and get it fixed. And so they come to him and say, he's going to die. And he's pleading with him. He's, you know, says he's begging, Mm -hmm. you know, and Jesus with, with compassion. Right. You know, it just, and he goes, okay. He goes, just, he goes, your son will live. Yeah. And it's interesting because he just did his first miracle, mm-hmm. you know, a chapter before. And a lot of that hard work, he's pl- he's plowing up new ground because he's he's doing these signs and wonders and miracles. And these, this is the first time these people have ever seen anything like that. And so on one hand, he has a lot of patience. But on the other hand, he mm-hmm. really does. <laughs> but on his, he's really going, I'm only going to be here for three years. Come right. on, you got to get this, you know. Well, and but, the compassion, uh, you know, that. I mentioned the feeding of the 5,000. That's what it says when he, he looked, looked upon, upon them as a, as a people of like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. With right. right. Yeah. And that really is what I think it comes down to. I mean, even going back to the first miracle of the water into wine, right? Mary says, it's time to do, you know, yeah. I need to do whatever Jesus says. And he turned and he's like, Hey, it's not my, my time, time. And yet. she doesn't even acknowledge right. She doesn't me. care. Yeah, but, no. Mom <laughs> said, do it. But you see that there's a sense of, uh, it's like Jesus knows that he could do all sorts of things. And this is why I have, I spend a lot of time dwelling on this. Cause like, I think to myself, like, okay, if he knows this, right. Well, what's the simplicity of it all? So if, if the simplicity of it all would be to say, okay, well, we'll just fix everything with the snap of my fingers. Why didn't that happen? Right. Why doesn't that happen? I, I think there's, uh, you know, cause this really confused a lot of people, you know, if I say, <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, it said he went about and he healed everyone. Mm-hmm. But then it also says at the pool, yeah, there were 
everyone around the pool wasn't healed. Just, you know, he went to the one guy there. So, you know, and, and there's like, you know, for healing for us, it's, it's a free gift. I mean, it's already been done. He's not going to die again for us. So what's the difference in this person getting healed and this person getting healed? There's, there has to be, you know, and, and, and we can go back in scripture and I can show you where it's not, you know, you don't have to fast and pray to get rid of this type of demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no demon that can't bow its knee to the name of Jesus. It wasn't <laughs> right. about that. It was about uh, unbelief yeah. and doubt. So, well, and that, that's it though. That's, that's what I've reckoned in my own life, right? right. It just comes down to the, there's a bigger part of this. And, it, and to me, you have to go back to Genesis. God created man with an intent to have a peer. Right. He created somebody who was up here. The angels weren't. That's why we're yeah. a little higher than the, the angels. angels is how yeah. they say, or they're a little lower. Because he created, and so he created us just like him. Not him, like him. Mm-hmm. Like him means we we have dominion. We are rulers. Yeah. We are creative. If we don't Nothing. grow and mature in that, yes. and there is no growth in maturity in instant action, in things happening no. for you, mm-hmm. right? No. And so... It speaks to, and this is the encouraging thing to me, it speaks to life after this one. Yeah, right. There's no sure. value in teaching a lesson that dies when I die. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Absolutely. The lesson will live on. Yeah. The lesson will on. The teachings will live on. That's what you have well, to do. Well, and, and I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. and, and that's, you know, the, yeah. the bigger picture to me is that, you know, what does God have in store for, for us right now mm-hmm. after the new heaven, the new earth, after right. this physical time on earth is gone? I, it's, I, I know growing up, people talk about heaven all the time. My grandma, especially streets of gold, mm-hmm. pearly, all this, and I remember saying, I, I mean, honestly, if I'm homeless in heaven, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm in heaven. Like I, I couldn't understand why that was a draw. Right. You know, and it's not. And then I had a good friend say to me one day, he said, yeah, think about how valuable it is if it's building material. I mean, he said, if it's streets of gold, how much do you value asphalt? Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. This is very so good. it was a really interesting perspective sure. switch, right. but it really speaks to the fact that we are active beings, spiritual beings that have a purpose and a, and a life that doesn't just turn into sitting on a cloud all day exactly right there will be <laughs> you know, there be, will be a reason yeah yeah absolutely and and if you listen to you know i think andrew womack one of his you know we, we which happens to be rebecca's uncle by the way but um so as, as if you listen to him talk about it you know and other people and they break it down to where people that have really studied this out and said you know the heaven's going to be broken down into like cities with, yeah. with mayors mm-hmm. and governors and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's, there's rewards in heaven that we're going to get. And there's different crowns that we're going to get because of the, the, what we do, you know, you know, salvation's not by works, right. but you're rewarded by works in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't get that confused. If you're whoever's listening, yeah, there's different here. parts. Yeah, there's here. No, <laughs> no, no amount of work. Salvation is a saved. whole separate compartment. Exactly. Uh-huh. To that conversation. But it goes back to Genesis. You're right. Where God set a, a, an example and it's where he does his part. And then we have to do our, our part. part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, he created everything. He did all this. And he said, okay, Adam, here you go. Now and, I want you to name yeah. everything. Use your voice. Speak this yeah. into existence. And so I think for healing, go, shooting back to that, is we have to do our part on that. His part's already been done. We have to, to without doubt, without unbelief, we have to speak that into being. I accept that. I And I've been miraculously healed a couple of times, which is amazing. Because I was still learning and still going through this. And I just said, you know what? No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take this. We're going to do this. And Rebecca, my witness there, we saw a break, unbreak. Mm-hmm. So it, it's there. It's there for us. But, you know, we have to do our part. And that is to believe mm-hmm. and, and make him our Lord and Savior. And then just, 
you know, walk these things. And no one's perfect. No one's going to mm-hmm. get it right. And I'm going to quote the fail. disciples. Okay. To you. To me. Or wait, to all of us or to me? No, to you. Okay. And, <laughs> and I'll go further with this. Let me look at you. Go ahead. All right. You ready? Yes. <laughs> So when Jesus is preaching and as you know, I brought it before on the other side of the the sea, he's preaching and he says, I'm the lamb of God. Mm -hmm. This isn't in today's passage, but anyway, when he says that, uh, the people leave and, and they said, this was a hard Mm -hmm. saying. It was hard for them to hear that. What you just said is a hard saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is a hard saying. It doesn't make it less true, but it is a hard saying. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to this because really what we're talking about is Answering the question, why are some people healed and others mm. aren't, is a terribly awful question mm-hmm. to even ask because you're just setting yourself up for hurt. Exactly. <laughs> yes. However, we're okay with you asking those questions. And I do want to encourage you, if yes. you want to dive into that, reach out to us because there's absolute truth in this that is not harmful or hurt will hurt you, but will empower you and give you life. And and you can reach out to Stephen, you can reach out to me, all through Redux.Church, you can just connect that way. But, but I think this is important because it is really you can't get around this and and we're going to deal with this sure. we're going to deal with this all throughout john and the other books we go through there's times where he says your faith has made you whole and you can't get around that because exactly. he says that mm-hmm. yes and so then by proxy they're like so if i'm not healed it's because of me well see and that's <laughs> that, that's the big mm-hmm. that's the big thing you know there you got so many people teaching you need more faith and that's yeah. not you know that's not the case we are given the measure of faith yeah. it belief say, is a different thing too what's that i said belief is a different you know, thing. exactly too. right and unbelief and it's specifically saying about it's it's your unbelief it's your disbelief it's mm-hmm. your not believing basically however you want to say it and so uh, it's a walk when you're walking this out. And like mm-hmm. this guy right here, this guy was a governor. He was a nobleman. He was whatever. And he got to the point, his son was so sick. He said, you know what? Okay, yeah, he's turned this water into wine. I believe. Yeah. And, and even, you know, the, the father of the demoniac, you know, the, of the kid that was demon possessed. Right. He, uh, you know, what did he say? He goes, help me with my unbelief. unbelief. You know, so there's there's a template there for us. We just have to right. get that and study it out. And please don't be feel condemned or anything like that. If you yeah. if you're not receiving what you're asking for, reach out to someone. That's a large subject. It's sure. a it is. huge it's subject because you get into be more than thirty the, minutes. Why miracle took, <laughs> yeah. took place for one and why the others? And I think sometimes there's a soul issue because yeah. we haven't even touched on the part of obey. Yeah, amen. Oh, Jerry, yeah. Mary said, "Whatsoever he says." do Do it, it. Mm -hmm. obey. So you may need a miracle and he says this, but you have to obey. And there's reasons why people can't obey. Yeah. Fears, traumas, wounds, hurts. This is a really good, uh, this is one of these things that um, typically we have our Redux by uh, request Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Where we talk about these topics um, and they're by request. I'm going to make this request. Request. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's going to be my request. We're going to, we're going to do this. If you're, if you're looking for topical conversations, you can find those at redux.church. We do not publish them on this channel, Mm -hmm. so you don't see them. Um, but you can find them there and there, we have another channel you can follow on Spotify called Redux by request, Mm -hmm. uh, where we post those. But the cool thing, Stephen, for you is they are not bound by time. Oh, or mm. space, mm. <laughs> which, which means I can go, in you can pontificate. Space. Wait a minute. Am I taking up more space? Than <laughs> <I'm supposed? laughs> well, unfortunately we are out of time on this one. Um, but it's good. Thank you guys for being with me on yeah, uh, John great. chapter four. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, look forward to having you guys on other ones. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca, I'm putting you on the camera again. 
There's Rebecca. No, that's the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) There are some similarities. (laughs) That is my beautiful wife right there. So uh, the second one. The second one. (laughs) The second one. The second blood. Jeremy, play the outro music. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to pray us out. Uh, Awesome. Sounds good. Father, thank you so much for this time together, for the joy that you put in our hearts, and for the truth and revelation that your spirit brings to us as we dive into these scriptures and and it becomes life to us as we seek you for the deeper meaning, not just universal meaning, but the deeper meaning for each one of us personally, individually, the words you're speaking to us. I encourage that uh, uh, those who are listening, I, I just pray that you would encourage their hearts to seek you daily, every moment when they have a question, a tough question to say, Father, I don't understand this and just speak it out and dive into what you would have say to them. We thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. If you'd like to support what we're doing, here's a bunch of ways you can do it. If this is helping you in any way, it's probably helping somebody else. So please share this with somebody else. You can send a link to this video. You can send it to redux.church and just make it a point of conversation that you can have with another human being. It's great if you're consuming this for you and, and we love that and appreciate that. But go that next step. You are a minister of the gospel. You have the opportunity to give life everywhere you go. Yes. And so this can just simply be a jumping off point. Yes. And as you can see, as we talk about it, we don't stay on topic. That's you don't right. have to stay on topic. <laughs> so anyway, God bless you guys. Bless Thanks you. again. See ya. And we will see you next time.